Would you love for your house to be full of joy? Do you struggle to maintain joy in the midst of the busy Christmas season? Do you wonder how you can be full of joy in every circumstance as a parent? Well, we are so excited to discuss this and more on today's episode. Hi, this is Rebecca Messer, co-host for the Training Them Wisely podcast with our host, Renee Christensen. Renee speaks at church events and conferences, teaching parents and grandparents how to grow in their walk with the Lord while discipling their children and grandchildren because authentic, loving discipleship matters. Renee is a best-selling author of the book, Training Them Wisely, Discipling Kids, and has several new Bible study releases designed for your whole family to use together for family devotions, homeschool curriculum, or personal quiet times. These studies cover four age levels, preschool, kids, teens, and adults. Join us on Adventures Through the Bible with Bella, Benny, and Fluffy for your preschoolers discovering key truths in scripture. Your kids and teens will learn how to study the Bible verse by verse for themselves. Adults will dig into the same passages as their teens so the entire family can study together and engage in conversation with the discussion questions at the end of each chapter. We all know that prayer is so important. Renee's Bible study, Love to Pray, includes a prayer journal to teach and encourage your kids and grandkids to love to pray. Looking for a way to help your kids pay attention during the church service? Check out our new sermon notes for kids, which include portions for writers and pre-writers to take notes and draw pictures. It is colorful, fun, and will help your children engage with the sermon. And last but not least, The Real Story of Christmas was just released in time for this Christmas season. Experience Luke 2 through the eyes of Bella, Benny, and Fluffy as they learn about the first Christmas. Renee and I are so excited to continue our series on Family Advent with you all today. This is week three, and we're going to be talking about joy. Joy. Joy is something that all of us want to have in our lives. Who wants to be miserable? I'd much rather be Not me. Joy. <laughs> so let's talk about joy. I think this is a, a great week. I think it's a good time in the season to be talking about joy because things can get really hectic with the holiday seasons, with the Christmas parties and the wrapping of the presents and the shopping and the crafts and the busyness and just family All the craziness and else going that helps on. lead to the fun and the joy because so many of those things just add to the Christmas delight. Yes. And, you know, with joy, words that come to mind or happiness, delight in the Bible, it talks a lot about rejoicing. Um, and so we're just, we're really excited to talk today about things that can bring us joy. And we're going to walk through scripture. Um, that helps us to focus on joy. Some Christmas carols. If you want to play some Christmas carols with your family this week are the first one that comes to mind is joy to the world. And that one is a classic on joy at Christmas time. Oh, come all ye faithful is another really good one. And the other one that my kids have really been enjoying is from seeds family worship. They're a joyful album and it's a song called joy. And they've really, they've really been enjoying singing that one. 
And young so we'll, kids love those because they, if you play them on YouTube or something like that, then they actually have hand motions that they can go to. And I love that a lot of those songs or most of those songs, if not all, are based on scripture. And so your children are actually learning scriptures as they're singing their songs. Feeds family worship. Great resource for parents. It is. So we have been dividing each week into past, present, and future. So first we'll talk about the joy that was in the past and has caused us to still have joy today and joy in the future. And that is very obvious at Christmas time. It's the joy of Jesus's birth. This was the Messiah that they had been waiting for for years and years and years. God had promised from Genesis that he would send a deliverer. And now the time has come and Jesus is born and God declares this news to Mary. He tells Joseph, he has an angel come and tell the shepherds and they are just filled with wonder and awe and they go and see baby Jesus. Whenever baby Jesus goes with Mary and Joseph to the temple, he's there and Simeon comes and meets him and starts telling everybody about Jesus because he had been promised that he would not die until he saw the savior. And then I also love, I love how it was announced to a woman, a a woman found out and shepherds found out, humble people found out. So Anna, she was a widow. She had been a widow for years and she fasted day and night. And she was one of the ones that came up and was able to see Jesus and was able to tell many people about Jesus. And so there was so much joy that the Messiah had finally come. This long awaited Messiah had come and as a result, in Luke 1, 14, it says, you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. So there are many rejoicing at the time. There are many still rejoicing today. There will be many rejoicing in the future. And that joy is because of Jesus. And so it's so easy to have joy at Christmas when we concentrate on why we're celebrating Christmas, which is the birth of our Savior, our Messiah, has come I was just picture trying to imagine being the shepherds in the field and watching the sky just explode with these heavenly hosts, just countless angels of. And the glory of God shone around them. Whenever I was designing the picture in the new book, the real story of Christmas, and I put the the shining light behind all of the angels and Benny and Bella, they were talking about it and they're like, they weren't expecting to see the glory of God and angels when they went to work that night. No, they weren't. <laughs> and that's why the angels said, fear not. And there was, there was so much joy to be found. And um, then I think about the wise men in Matthew, when they saw the star resting over where Jesus was, it says that they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. It wasn't just like a little bit of happiness for like, oh, that's nice. They rejoiced with exceedingly joy. Like just that, you know, when you picture little kids that are bouncing up and down in excitement and there's just that they're literally vibrating with enthusiasm. That's what I picture when you picture that. That exceedingly great joy. And just how much joy we should have because of Jesus. This is us as well. Think about where we would be had Jesus not obeyed and come to earth and been willing to humble himself, be fully man, fully God. He knew what he was doing. He came from heaven and was born in a, laid in a manger to people that did not have money, 
to people that, you know, and then the shepherds to be the ones to come to see him. He did not come with all this pomp and circumstance and gold and riches and comfort, but he was willing to come as the savior of the world and to die for us. And that's what he did. And so just to know somebody loves you enough to do that, that should fill us up with joy every day. Yes. And, you know, as I was thinking about the past, a kind of surprising example kind of came to mind um, with the story of Zacchaeus. Because when he found out that Jesus was going to come to his house, he hurried, came down from the tree, and then it says he received him joyfully. And Zacchaeus was not a very good man. (laughs) He had been stealing money as a tax collector and wronging God's chosen people. And he needed salvation. And when salvation came to his house, he rejoiced. He was joyful and he greeted Jesus with so much joy. And it just made me think when we think about Jesus coming, because he's in our hearts as believers, as Christians, Jesus is in our hearts. We need to receive him joyfully. We do. And that's a good segue into present joy that we have. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So it is God that is filling us with joy. All and sometimes joy. you may feel like your joy is a little depleted. And it happens as mothers, as parents, um, sometimes you have a clingy child and they just want mom all the time. And they're they're your little shadow and they follow you anywhere you go and you're just, you're tired. And so the good news with joy is that it doesn't come from us. It doesn't replenish from us. That's right. 51 12 says, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Um, and the joy doesn't come from us. It rests in salvation and Galatians five, where it talks about the fruit of the spirit. Joy is the second thing mentioned right Mm -hmm. behind love. Yeah, it is. And so the spirit is filling us with joy and we can have so much joy because of him. So when our external circumstances are not bringing us joy, we lean into God, get that shot of joy from him, have him fill us up with joy. Regardless of our circumstances, we can have joy in him. This um, Psalm 118, 24, my mom used to sing this to us in the morning to wake us up. My mom too. (laughs) This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And my mom is one of the most joyful people you will ever meet. She was always so energetic. She still is, honestly, even in even as she's older and just full of joy. So whenever she would sing the word rejoice, it was just so full of joy. She was determined to wake us up and have everybody be in a good mood and be rejoicing that their day was starting. And so just to do that, because every day is a new day. His mercies are new every morning. He allowed us to wake up that day. So let's rejoice. Let's be glad in that day because we have another day where we can serve him. Another day where we can be with him, where we can know him more, where we can spend time with him, where we can do what he wants us to do. It's a blessing and a privilege and it is a joy to wake up each day. Yes. And if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I'm struggling. My circumstances are the pits. (laughs) 
and I don't like, I've gotten a negative test result. I am struggling in my marriage. I am struggling in my relationship with my kids, whatever it is. Um, joy is not dependent on our physical circumstances or our relational circumstances in Nehemiah. Uh, one of my favorite verses is in Nehemiah eight. And the book of Nehemiah was not written in a great time. Like the Israelites were experiencing a lot of difficulty when this book was written. And the end of the verse in verse 10, it says, and do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And James one talks about counting it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds, because the testing of our faith produces steadfastness. Um, and I really like a passage in first Peter. It's a little bit longer, but I wanted to share. Um, it says in this, you rejoice though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. And so I just want to encourage our listeners, if you're struggling and you feel like you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, Jesus is meeting you there. He's going to be with you no matter what circumstance you're in. And you can rest in him, just like Renee was talking about for your joy, because it's not, again, it is not from you. And whether it's a mountaintop or a valley, he can give you joy. He can. And he's the one, I love that he's, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And really, whenever you think about it, if you're having you are weak and feel weak when you're going through difficult times, unless you're leaning on God, unless you're asking him to fill you with joy on our own. We cannot always find joy in all of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. We are not perfect and we literally can't do it. There are so, I mean, there's a difference between joy and happiness. And there are sad times in our lives where the joy that we have is found in God alone. And at those moments, whenever he's able to fill us with strength and he's able to build us up and to encourage us. And I just, my mom had us memorized, James. I love that because the truth is I would not choose to go through difficult circumstances, <laughs> but no. I'm glad that God has put allowed me to go through those so that I can have more faith so that I can have character and endurance and all those things that it gives me. But in the first Peter verse where it says that, the re- rejoice with joy that is inexpressible. Like we should have so much joy just from Jesus that it's literally, we can't even express it. It's that much joy. That is the reason that we can have joy in every single circumstance is because of him. If we truly think about it and look at things heavenly and think about where, what he's done for us, how much he loves us and find our joy and our strength in him. It is inexpressible joy. We can have think joy whenever Paul. it makes no sense. Yes. Paul and Silas, Paul. when they were in prison, and Paul said he learned in whatsoever state he was to be content. Paul and Silas were not beaten and shackled in a prison going, I'm so happy right now. 
about their external circumstances, but they were filled with this inexpressible joy and they just burst out in song and they were singing praise music to the Lord. And all of the other prisoners heard them because of that joy that came straight from the Lord. They were able to lead many people to him and it didn't come from their circumstances. Mm -mm. So what does this mean for our future joy? Well, no, yeah, no one can take joy from us because it comes from God. And he does tell us in the scriptures that our sorrow will turn to joy. But also he says that we're to rejoice always. So in our future, it's a command that we have that we should always be rejoicing. Um, In Philippians, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Once again, we have joy because of the Lord. We have joy because we're thinking about him. And so in our future, we have joy and we will have the even more inexpressible joy someday of being with him. Yes. And first Thessalonians talks about this when it says to rejoice always. And um, in the second chapter, it says, for what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus is coming? Is it not you? For you are our glory and joy. We can rejoice in Christ. We can rejoice in our brothers and sisters, the church. Yes. That, that's what they were referring to and taking joy in the family that we have in the Lord. Um, Because ultimately uh, there's going to be joy again in Zion. There is Isaiah 35 and Isaiah 51 both say the same verse. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing everlasting. Love that word everlasting. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy. Sorrow and sighing shall flee away. So that's what we have to look forward to. And it will be gone. And the one that you had first mentioned in John 16, he actually gave an example about when a woman is giving birth. (laughs) You're so focused on all the labor and the pains and the sorrow and the, just the angst of it. But as soon as the mom is holding that baby in her arms, it just immediately melts away. And there's so much joy because of, that baby that's been born into the world and Jesus is going to come back. He came once as a baby humbly placed in that manger, but he is coming again and he will be coming as a King and a conqueror. Yes. And he will, as we talked about last week, put peace, peace will be had. Um, and then we'll have, like you said, everlasting joy. Everlasting joy. So part of the reason that we have been doing this series is that we really want to encourage everyone to start getting into a habit every day of spending time in God's word and in prayer. And there's different ways that we can do this. And Advent is a wonderful time to make that start where you have kids that are excited about Christmas. It's the perfect time to get into God's word, to study it together. And so we're going to have these resources and more scriptures than what we've gone over on the website, trainingthemwisely.com. You can go there to check it out. But we wanted to talk about a couple of other ways um, that you can spend time in scriptures and teaching your kids about the Bible. So one way is Advent. We talked about the box that I had with envelopes with different scriptures, and I've got an object in each envelope, and the kids pass the object around, and it tells the Christmas story through scriptures, and we do that throughout the month of December. Another way that you can do that, just because there's many ways that we can be creative, everybody has different personalities, and you want to 
do devotion, scripture reading, prayer with your kids in a way that makes sense for your family, for your personality. And some people enjoy doing dressy Jesse trees. I think especially crafty, creative people would enjoy this one because you can make a tree however you want to. You can decorate it however you want to. You can have a lot of fun making a Jesse tree and your kids could do things with you to make the crafts. If that's up your alley, then this is probably a great way for you to get started with it. And basically what the Jesse tree is, is that Jesus was going to come from the line of Jesse. And it goes through and tells Bible stories of different characters that are in the line of Jesse up through Jesus. And so that is another idea of a way that you can look at scriptures with your kids during this time. And our hope is that you will be able to continue being in the scriptures daily with your kids. And after we finish this Advent series, we're going to be doing an episode with a wonderful organization person who's going to help us be able to be organized and continue to have these wonderful habits of spending time in God's word with our children. But since it's this time of year, let's talk about different devotions and discipleship and verses and why it's important. Um, Psalm 119 says, your testimonies are my heritage forever, for they are the joy of my heart. And really and truly being in the scripture, it does bring us so much joy. There is joy in his word. It is a true treasure. It's sweeter than honey. It is amazing. And it's so important that we know God's word. If you actually look at the statistics, age 28 and under, only 1% actually have a biblical worldview. We have done a disservice to this generation where they do not, they haven't been taught to study their Bible, but you can change that now. You can start studying your Bible. You can start reading your Bible. We have resources to help you on trainingthemwisely.com. You can get the book, Training Them Wisely. And that talks about how you can grow in your walk with the Lord You can grow in your daily time with him, why it's important, how to practically have it as a parent, plus be able to do it with your kid. And that's our heart's desire is that you will be in God's word, grow in your faith and disciple your children. Because that's where we find our fuel for the joy is that time with him. And I just, I love how many passages as we were preparing for this episode, how many passages there were on the joy that we find in the Lord's presence, in his words, um, that we're supposed to approach him from a place of praise, singing, gladness, um, like it talks about Psalms 100. Um, Acts 2.28 actually is quoting from Psalm 16, where it says, you have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. And there's just so much all throughout Psalms, especially where it's talking about the joy that we have from his word and spending time with him and meditating on, because just reading the Bible to check it off is very task-based. And sometimes let's be honest, it just tends to be a little bit more transactional (laughs) in our relationship. But our heart's desire is for all of us to be able to meditate yes, and savor and really soak up. And just rejoice in it, that it would be your favorite time of day. Pray that God would give you that desire and that yearning where you just have to spend time with him. Make it a priority. Find a time just like you would not miss a doctor's appointment. The same thing. Write it on your calendar and try to have that time with God. So we have several applications for you this week that 
<laughs> because joy, who doesn't want joy in their lives? And we talked a little bit at the beginning about the Christmas carols and in Joy to the World, there is a part in there in the song where it says, let every heart prepare hymn ring. And the hymn is being Jesus. And so the first one that's kind of obvious with this is one, have you prepared heart room in your heart for Jesus by trusting in him as your savior? If you have any questions on that, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, open that door up to have those conversations with your kids because there was no room for him in the inn, which was why he was born in a stable. And it's a great opportunity to talk to your kids about making room in their heart for Jesus. Um, but have we also prepared room for him in our Christmas activities? Are we just going like a ping pong ball <laughs> all over or a pinball machine, like all over the place with no purpose in what we're doing this Christmas and it's just that hamster wheel of craziness. Or are you, are we asking the Lord how he wants to be present in what we're doing? And that is what takes it from being that kind of ah, ah, crazy, I have to do all of the things and that pressure of perfectionism. It takes it from that and it turns it into um, purposeful worship. Yeah. And, and you know, during Thanksgiving time, we spent all this time where we were talking about ways to make lists of things we're thankful for, do the thankfulness pumpkin. This week, try and come up with a list of ways that you can find joy in what you find joy in. And you can also encourage each family member to share something that they're choosing to joyfully trust God to handle in their lives. Which is good because that takes it from something where it's, you're really struggling with it and you're turning it like we talked about last week. You're taking something troubling and you are giving it to the Lord. You're refocusing yourself back on him um, because we have hope. That's the thing about Advent that I just really love is it all just keeps building on each other. We have this joy because of the peace and the hope that we have in Christ. And so one of the things that you can do is if you know someone who's experiencing difficulties you know someone who's in a assisted care facility or um, a senior saint, somebody who's struggling, you can share a note or something with them or a visit and let them know that you're praying for them. Encourage them that their strength is in the joy of the Lord. And it's a way to share how much Christ loves them. Um, one thing that I was also really thinking about was um, we talked about um, his name being Emmanuel which means God with us, we can be joyful because God is with us. He's with us in our triumphant victories in our most humiliating defeats and our greatest trials. He is always with us. And it's important as a family that we spend time together reflecting on the joyfulness that we have, um, not just at Christmas time, but all the time because Emmanuel, God is with us. And um, kind of just in closing, we reflect on joy. Jesus came. That's something to be joyful for. We have joy because of the salvation we have in Jesus. And we have joy that Jesus is always with us. We can spend time with him. And ultimately, the future that we have with him in heaven. So we're just really excited this week to encourage each one of you. Um, let's focus on joy and really celebrate the peace and the hope that we have in who Jesus is and that he wants to spend time with us.
thanks for listening. And Renee will tell you about all the ways you can find us. Yes. So you can find us at trainingthemwisely.com. We are also on Facebook under Training Them Wisely and on Instagram, Training Them Wisely. You can find us on YouTube, podcast, Amazon for the book resources. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and click like. That helps us out on the YouTube channel. And if you have a way that you maintain the joy during the Christmas season that we haven't thought about, drop it in the comments below. We would love to hear, and I'm sure that other people would love to read that as well. I hope y'all have a very joy-filled week and enjoy spending time in the scripture and in prayer with your families.